Coming to you from New York City. This week and every week, it's the Ben Kissel Show. God bless you, man. I tried to do a podcast. It's just that consistency was annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I love to do them. I you love, love that's great, Oh, I love man. the guests. I love the show. Welcome okay. to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, joined by Mike Coscarelli. Hello, Ben. Today's guest, he's got a great comedy album called Home Game. Check it out. Nori Davis is hey, here. Hey, hey, how are you guys doing? Pretty fat. Pretty fat. <laughs> as always, hungover. I've been on a, a nothing but flax diet because I have no money this week. Mm. And I found a bag of flax in my refrigerator, and I can't get enough of this stuff. I've never been cleaner. My bowels feel wonderful. I'm like an empty tube over here. You, but you actually do look a little thinner. Thank you so much, Mike. You're welcome. Yeah. That's right. You thank do you. look good. Thank you, Nori. I don't <laughs> look nearly as good as you do. You have a great radio voice, man. Thank you so much. Wow, I feel like I'm on WPL, and today we have... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Uh-oh, let's go to the Goofy Duck with the weather. <laughs> it's raining. And it always is raining when Goofy Duck talks. I feel like I'm in like Wisconsin. I'm promoting my show at the Skyline. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. happy to be here. Yeah, all right, Nori's here. All right, Nori you know, you're black, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the differences between the way whites, Asians, and blacks drive? And I'm like, yep, you got it. I am. Nailing it. <laughs> That is exactly what every single radio personality does in the Midwest, which is why radio is dead. Uh, All right. Very exciting. Skyline Comedy Club. That was a reference that Nori Davis just made. I used yeah. to do the Skyline Comedy Club quite regularly. Nice. And uh, I'll never forget, I was opening up, maybe I was emceeing, for a morbidly obese headliner. I mean, this guy nearly had to be wheeled onto the stage. It was absolutely pathetic. The, the guy couldn't see his, uh, his feet. And uh, at at the end of each show at the Skyline Comedy Club, this guy would go to the strip club and he'd make uh, he'd give back. He'd play into the, he, the the circular economy. He would give back all the money that he made that evening right to a stripper, and let's call her Susie. All right. And then at the end of the night, Saturday night, I, th- I, bl- I believe there was three shows. Maybe it was just two. He waited in the parking lot for this young lady until 4 o'clock in the morning. He comes back because obviously she didn't show up. Believe it or not, strippers lie. Oh, when a stri- they don't tell the truth. They're lying. When they tell you that they love you, they don't really care for you. <laughs> they just want the money. No, especially when you're a morbidly obese man who hasn't seen his penis in nearly a decade. That's right. That's what you pay for. And he came back and he had bags and bags of Wendy's. So mm. I knew I knew things Ooh. didn't go well. And this is during the peak of the Baconator days. And oh, man. Love a good Baconator. Yeah. And he started crying. He sat down, nearly broke the chair. And he started <laughs> crying. And she, she never showed up. She didn't show up. Oh, he and got I, stood up by a stripper he was going to pay? Exactly. Oh, but I think man. She I, even said the money's not worth it, Biggie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> How was your experience at the Skyline Comedy Club? Oh, it was great. Well, there was no strippers. So, oh, that's uh, good. Or Baconators. It was a mm. uh, good experience. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, the host there was this rock and roll grunge looking man with stringy long hair. And he took me, drove me out towards Milwaukee where he lives, which is like. Terrifying. Uh, very terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we went in there to a bar and, you know. Only brother there, mm-hmm. and they're just hanging out, having to drink. People looking like it was like one of those towns where everybody knows each individual person, and they and they know their backstory exactly. You know? So yeah. when I walk in, it's just With that, <laughs> I'm yeah. grabbing my guns, which do not mm. that are not on my hip, but I'm just grabbing my hip like I have a pair of guns. I'm like, what the fuck is about to go on? I just want to drink, and, right? Uh, but it was actually nice. His wife was nice, and. Um, just hung out, so he. Was, was, I forgot his name, man. He recorded my sets, sent me the sets and DVDs. What a nice guy! 
I'm sure it was something that ended in ski because it's nothing but a bunch of Polish people out in the Midwest, <laughs> specifically in Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a very interesting phenomenon. I call it positive racism because there's just uh, no black people yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And white people so desperately want to be accepted by yeah. black people. And they're so happy to see a black person. I mean, that must just yeah. be a bizarre feeling. Of like, they're not going to kill me, but I think they're going to be too nice. nice? Yeah, I, I think that's all of America except for California and New York. Right, right. <laughs> that's all of it. It's all that positive racism. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then black acts, you know, really, really milk it and just mold into that where, like, I did a show in um, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yeah. And uh, the, the show lineup was three other black acts before me, which okay. I'd never seen before. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. They, I mean, damn, you could have had a little white. Fuck it, shit. <laughs> Let's have some variety, right? The so, whites in the crowd. So it was like each act was like, all right. Oh, look, the crowd's white. Ha, <laughs> ha, then the second yeah. act, the crowd's white. Ha, ha. Third act, oh, the crowd's white and I'm black. Ha, ha. Me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm from New York. And uh, I just went into right. my act, right? Because I just did not want to be one of those. I didn't want them to think, like, I guess he's going to say, mm-hmm. we're white. We get it. We're white. You're black. Rah, 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 rah. Want how to, did it, want how, to kill myself. Yeah. How did it go when you actually um, mentioned, uh, when you revealed that you were a human being and just didn't identify by the skin color? They laughed. At, they were like, oh, wow. Whoa. He, he has another angle. <laughs> yeah, 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 another perspective. You know, we're from, you know we're from New York. You know, we see everything. We don't give a fuck. You right. know, and out there, um, it, it sucks because that's the area that they're 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 raising their stand up. So they're limited to really some other interesting sources of material. Right, just like race politics mm. sex and that i think that's it right <laughs> so they don't really broaden their horizons and it you know it's cold it's cold yeah <laughs> it's, it's hot it's oh when guys come <laughs> it's <laughs> when women come it's <laughs> different <laughs> it's so different different kind of ejaculation uh, so it was good it was uh had, had great shows up there so awesome. cds Putting it, putting the show to get putting the act together for the second hour, which is a fucking bitch, you know. Cause yeah. you ever like that kiss with a joke? You're just impatient, you know. You have like a new new premise, new punchline, and then now you're like building to a bit, but it's not working the way you want. A bit that's it, not working the way I want. No, that's never happened to me. <laughs> always crushing it, crushing Kissel. That's always what they say. Crushing Kissel. Oh, yeah, I know. They always carry your long ass out the room, man. And I'm like, <laughs> well, nobody's gonna bring me up. I know. I they give me the party sub treatment. Yeah. They all carry me out and uh, yeah. unfortunately nobody nibbles on me after the show so I it's love kind that of a show at Sidewalk is that that's not a thing no because I guess she got married she's gone the husband said get away from that man I used to do a great <laughs> show at Sidewalk Cafe right here in New York City yeah, in the Lower oh, East man, Side it was great that's how I mean because yeah. is that we first met or it was the no we cave? first met at a show that I used to do way back when and I was at a place and I'm forgetting the name of it now it was in the Lower East Side it was on Avenue A and Second uh, Street and oh. it's changed names and was uh, it a bar it was right? a, bar. a bar it was the basement of a bar Nori okay. yeah like all of them. This is my first experience with Nori Davis, and uh, I had just gotten to the city. I was maybe uh, maybe been here for about a month, maybe two months, and I started to produce a show because that's what you do, and it was a good strategy. It is. So that's how the, you produce a show and meet people. Right, exactly. If you're new to the city, you want to do comedy, produce a show because, believe it or not, comedians will like you if you book them. That's right, and they will come to you and gravitate you, and that's right. like they like you. Being booked is <laughs> currency for uh, for young comedians. There you go. Um and uh, so we produced a show with this woman. I believe her name was Alana. She ended up getting married as well. Mm. And uh, Nori Davis showed up. There was only four people in the crowd, and then Nori just left. <laughs> that was my first experience with Nori. He showed up. This is the crowd. He's, 
You said this is the crowd. I said, "Yeah, we're doing pretty good." I mean, this was about triple what we had last week. No, and I then Nori just left. Did I? Are you, you serious? Did. I'm dead serious. I don't remember this. I don't remember this. I will not co-sign this. You got to Dick- be dickery. <laughs> it was in the basement. <laughs> what the hell was the name of that goddamn bar? It kept on flooding. The whole thing smelled like mildew. Really? It was a nightmare. It was. It looked like a former sex dungeon. That um, you know. I said these whole- these four these four people are not ready for my talents. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah, I think <laughs> you just got up there and you and you left. And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I'm trying to remember the goddamn name, and it's driving oh, me insane. Oh man. Well, I I apologize for young Nori Davis. It doesn't even matter. I agreed with you. I wanted to leave right <laughs> behind you. I was like. I wasn't booking this goddamn thing. I'd be out the door too. <laughs> Four people, oh, a man. bunch of people. Yes, yes. Well, what happened to Sidewalk, brother? Sidewalk shut down. Okay, so what happened at okay. Sidewalk Cafe? Gotcha. Christy, who now got married, she moved out to Seattle. This is very interesting oh, conversation. Oh, that's right. A little inside baseball for those listening. We'll get yeah. to uh, Nori Davis's life in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear this story. But Christy ended up moving out. Turns out, I did no work to produce the show. Oh. Um, believe it or not, and uh, so when she stopped doing all the work to produce the show, the numbers fell off. Uh. People weren't necessarily coming to see me in the first place. Christy was a very attractive, tall lady, big bosom, nice buttocks, <laughs> and I think a lot of the people there were interested in staring at her and listening to her wonderful comedy as well. Yeah. So the show went on. Not a lot of people showed up, uh, and much like the way you walked out of the first show that I met you at, the owner <laughs> walked into this show, kicked everybody out, and made everyone leave. Uh, specifically the seven comedians that I had booked when, because there was two audience members that I had brought. So, you know, uh, once the comedians... On the Friday, too. It was a Friday it night. It was a Friday night, and, yeah. you know, the, the bar owner, this the, the schmuck... Yeah, he was a real piece of nonsense, and uh, he doesn't—he didn't speak. He had some um, Eastern European accent. You can't trust him. Ah, uh. and uh, he kept—he he started swearing at me, and you know I don't do well with confrontation, so okay. I just told him he was a fucking douche, and you know, uh, you know I was kind of snarky, a little bit rude. I'm All sure right. I was a little bit rude, <laughs> and told him that you know maybe he should try to promote the show a little bit, get some people in the back room. It's his bar; it's not my failure. It's entirely his fault. You have to do anything. You get out. You bring people. You don't bring no business. You get out. Exactly. All so right. we had to get out, All and right. he was. Probably sucks. No, it's totally fine. I it's have all it's all Chris's fault. It's her fault. It's all Christie's fault it's for finding Christy's love. Fault. For finding love, getting married, moving to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so nice. Nori she's Davis. She's doing great. Uh, yes. <laughs> nah, I love her. Yes. Christy <laughs> is doing wonderful. She's making a lot of money in Seattle, Washington right now, where uh Ducky the weather duck has a very, very busy job. Nice. Quack quack. It's always raining. <laughs> Nori Davis, you're a you're a hero. Oh, and am uh, I? you are, and I and I love you, and I have so much respect for you oh, because, thank you. first of all, you're an amazing comedian. You're an thank incredibly you. nice guy, very attractive. Uh, dare right. I say? Oh well, thank you, man. Yeah. Very attractive, and of course, you're also a father. And oh, I have. Oh yes, I am. Forgot about that. Did it's you Saturday? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. off. I'm sorry to bring That's it up. My, uh, well, you bring up. You know, I'm, this is comedy noise. So this is my Batman outfit. Right. You're talking about my Bruce Wayne work. <laughs> That's great. I want to know about Bruce Wayne. How do you do it? How old? You have a beautiful daughter. How old is she? She's two. And and, and is two it true what they old. say? Is she terrible? Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's terrible. She's yeah, awful. Te- she's she's awful. But it's a good awful. It's a learning awful. It's like you're just controlling Napoleon Dynamite. I, not Napoleon. Napoleon. Not Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon. Or you're controlling Hitler become before it becomes Hitler. You see right, what I'm saying? Right. Like. 
no you're just telling a kid no and they're like i want that why can i have that mm-hmm. let me just take that i will conquer this whole fucking playground that's not nice you need manners Ugh. all right 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 <laughs> so, but if any parent does not police that then it's like i'm snatching everybody's milk bottle in this playground because i can fucking do that i and mean then they become bullies and that's how bullies born i think or the other the other side of it is you just get abused a lot <laughs> bullies <need> are born <laughs> when parents allow their kids to be bullies yes Right. Yeah. Allow them to be bullied. Or the parents are just not even there. And the kid just says, I'm just going to Napoleon this whole fucking playground or this school. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some type of discipline and restraint on your child and uh, teaching. So that's where I'm at right now. Just teaching her no, no, no. And it's a lot it's of no's. A lot of no's. It's lot the of, opposite of very, improv. Basic. <laughs> yeah. Improv, not agree. The rule of improv is yes and, which is yeah. great for comedic content and creating uh, creating conversations that last a long time and friendships. Terrible yes. parenting advice. Terrible parenting advice. Uh, I want to take this Ajax. <laughs> yes and. <laughs> what do you want to do with it? Sprinkle it all over my face. Yes, and <laughs> I will be in jail if I allow you to do that. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's so difficult now with everybody having cameras. And, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, my parents, the things that my parents did to me, if they were caught on camera, I would have oh, been in the foster care system. Yeah, tell me about um, it. But now the parents, like, really have pride in that, recording the beatings of their children and putting it on mm. Facebook and, like, 15, 13 years. I think I would never, ever, ever do that. You don't right. need to record that. Just let them have that. I do like the I do like the parents that say, oh, you want to date a 21-year-old? Well, you won't be on Facebook. And they do a video of them holding a sign at the corner. Like, I posted on I posted on Facebook. I was too mature. I was thinking I was mature, and I don't really have a job. Right. Like, lying. I like stuff like that, so but not th- beating them. Um, so the spankings are out, but public shaming is in. Public shaming is pretty cool. I, yeah. I wouldn't do it, but it's pretty cool. Are you, are you <laughs> ever worried? Because I, I read an article in the New York Post the other day, and I forget who it was written by, but she was talking about having her children on, uh, whatever, somewhere in the Upper West Side, and they were acting insane because there was three of them, and that's what kids do. Yeah. And she freaked out on them, and she was very concerned that if somebody would have filmed that, it filmed her actions towards her kids, rightfully so, she's just been a good mother, it yeah. would have gone viral and she would have been demonized. Yeah, 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 she definitely would have because, you know, um, people that look on the outside looking in don't really understand the context of what's going on, so they're just like, I wouldn't do that, and they're not even in that situation. They right. just want to be, uh, they just want to be fucking part of the crowd. And the kid <laughs> never goes away, so it never just goes slowly. Away. Yeah, it's just, it's just a fucking mess, dude. It's a mess, man. Just, you know, rage. I feel like having a child is having one video game that was made for you, and only you can play it, and there's mm. really no other people that played it. So right, right, right. advice is not even relevant. So it's just like, you, you can ask your grandparents, like, hey, how was I... As a video game, as younger, how was I? Oh well, I couldn't get past level four, five, and seven, <laughs> but I I died a lot. But I I tried, <laughs> and I finally passed that level. So you got out of those son. Figure it out. But yeah, it, that that's why I, I, how I kind of think about it, man. It's a fucking video game that nobody else has. Right. Um, so I'm just playing. I'm at level two. I mean, and <laughs> yeah, level yeah. two. And but it's great though. I I do get a break. Uh, it's literally a job because me right. and her mom would co-parent with friends. Yeah. So I have her Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6. Right. So it's just like a job. Any of you listeners, when it hits 4.30, I'm like, I'm clocking out. 
that right. I can't wait to bring this girl home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. I well, I clocked out. Sorry, I clocked <laughs> out earlier today. It's Friday. I'm going to do some shows. Your mother will take over from here. <laughs> right. But you know, uh, you, you mentioned like a real life video game. It reminds me of those old drinking and driving commercials where the people would be drunk and they were playing the race car video games and then <laughs> they would crash and they say, "But in real life, you don't get to you know whatever yeah. start over. <laughs> you got to keep this thing alive oh, forever." Forever. It's a nightmare. And if you don't, they will take it or you will you will go to jail. Yeah, yeah. man. There's laws. You I, you constantly, I uh, you always read stories about mothers like, you know, killing their three-year-old and everyone's just outraged. How uh, could she possibly do that? Do you sympathize more with those people now? Uh, <laughs> well, it depends. What, why? I don't know. Probably <laughs> like, just because they were why? three. Yeah. <laughs> why I, would they kill them? I, I was like, the... I yeah, was, no. I, yeah, yeah, don't do that shit. No, don't kill your children. Don't kill your children. No matter how bad it is. Just... Put them somewhere and walk away. But don't right. leave them in the car. That's pretty bad. No. Nope. People leave them in the car. Like, I saw that, like, on, I watched, like, World Star Hip Hop. So right. Like, ignorant shit. And, like, a mother, like, the police will be like, oh, she left a baby in the car, 110. And then they'll compare that to leaving the animal in the car. It's like, you know, just people are just horrible people, man. <laughs> right, right, right. It's offensive. The only thing you should yeah. ever leave in a car is a uh, still frozen, frozen pizza because by the time you get back, it'll be cooked. That's it. <laughs> and then you have something to eat on the ride home. Yeah, don't you can't leave nothing in the car. Not even water. No. It'll turn to cancer. I was going to say, unless <laughs> unless it's the winter, of course. Well, yes, ah, of course. Frozen pizza, it's, nothing's going to happen. Well, then you want a yeah. bubbling hot pizza, and then yeah. when you, it, then it's yeah. a nice temperature. It's, right. My mom right. told me she left me in the car because uh, yeah. she just, like, I, I get it because it's really, 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 really annoying, Kissel, to unbuckle them, bring them out, oh, then totally. go in the store, then right. go back in, then go back in the car, buckle them up, then drive two blocks, unbuckle them, right. bring them out. So you're like, look, I think I could just get in there crack the window mm-hmm. and then get right back out quick totally. uh my mom did that to me when she was shopping back in the days at burlington coal factory and oh. caldors remember caldors no, of course yeah nobody beats the whiz was over there so <laughs> this is we're talking the 80s late 80s early 90s and uh she parked in the fire zone lane cracked the window left me in right w- went back went in the store came right back out the cops were right there like look miss <laughs> You can't, and I'm little Nori Davis is in the back, like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just chilling. And, and then she's, they, the cop let her off, let her off with a warning. But well, yeah, I mean, what else are they going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, take you away forever and ever because your mother made a silly yeah, mistake. Yeah, and, and they, and they she, looked at me and said, I don't, I, we don't want this. Go ahead. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we don't right. want to deal with this. No, no, we'll, we'll pick them up in 18 years. Well, that's exactly. when, that's when we'll take your kid away from you. Um, it's, I mean, it's not your mom's fault that uh, you know she got into the store and she just happened to be right behind a person who was yeah. in the express lane with fifty <laughs> items. <laughs> Hurry up, miss! My child can't breathe. It's crazy. I have no idea how parents do it. You know, when I was four years old, all I kept on doing was doing somersaults in the corner of the wall. I I broke my skull open three times. I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. My parents must have thought I had Down syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I agree. I don't know how parents do it. And plus, like... You're the parent. How do you do it? I dude, man. Hey, I'm trying to tell you right now. I don't know. I told you I'm at level two. You asked right. me about level four, five, seven, <laughs> seventeen. That's all ages. A bunch of children. They do grow up. I'm just at level two, and I can tell you that. Uh, day by day, Kissel. Day, day by, by day. day. I pick up the controller, put the game in, and right. like, all right, let's figure this out. And then the time runs down. I kept her alive for eight hours. Boom. Now I put her back in the mother's grasp. And then I go live my life. Oh, that's great. My hands are up. Like, I'm not responsible. That's mm. all you. And but it's so funny because we do have that little competition where 
I she'll come back. My daughter will come to me in the morning, nice, fresh, and clean, and then I bring it back to her. Dirty hair, hair looks good, right. but she'll have like two band aids on her knees. And then she's yeah. like, "What the fuck is this? What happened?" I'm like, "Well, she's a child, you know. I, I mean, I, it's not like I've been whipping her knees or some shit. She right. hurt herself. She's like, ah, oh, she's always coming back bandaged up. It's like, well, I mean, shit, we do wild stuff. Yeah, we run. The, I got, I got time to kill. What am I gonna do? Can't right. keep her in the house, man. She'll tear my apartment up. Exactly. Gotta, you gotta get them out. You gotta get them out." Uh, it's um, I gotta describe it. Yeah, I guess it's like having an animal, but it it just grows up eventually to be independent, mm-hmm. and uh, then it costs you more money. Then, how has it changed your perspective just on people, on humanity in general? Because you see this thing born, it yeah. is completely in need of everything. You got to feed it. You you have to teach it how to breathe. Yeah, teach it how to eat. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, you don't have to pump its heart for it. Uh, exactly. You know, that's the only thing it can pretty much do is just stay alive enough. So that you have to take care of it. You're right, and I do love right now. I love the independency that she's starting to get because, like, and when it was a baby, it was just so boring. It was just like suck on the titty, burp, shit. It was like I don't even need to be here for this. I'm just gonna go play video games. Right. So I would do that in the other room because we were together for the first year, and then we we were not together after that. Uh, so it was. Um, what was your question? I forgot. Just how did it change? I mean, how did oh, you know how my did, perspective on people crazy, in general? Because now you just do you just start to see people as two year olds? No, <laughs> no, not at all. I see people as they are. You know, I guess you you ever see the parent that is uh, in their forties, but they dress like their daughter, like they're oh, still grasping yeah. on to that. So I still have that. I still have that. I'm thirty one years old. No, sorry, I'm thirty two years old. I'm 32 years old. I'm a comedian in New York. Right. And I'm still like you, Kissel. Just that I have to do my Bruce Wayne mm. during the day and, and figure out how to either drop her off at my mom's and then go do an audition real quick. But I do have that nice, fun time with my daughter. And that's where I'm like a parent. Right. But I'm still me. I'm still, if that makes sense. Like, so I never really let go of whoever I was. I never, right. like, I know I'm a parent. Uh, I believe that's just a title. Shit. I mean, I I just have my little girl to look after and raise a little person that came out of my balls, victorious, and uh, want to see want to see her grow up and be a great a great person, great woman. But then there's also I'm I'm a comedian, so I'm also narcissistic and self self centered, right, right, and want my own attention and like try to figure out to be a good artist, you know Mm -hmm. that. So there's like that's much more. 60% 60% of my life of me right. thinking of like what's the next bit do I want to write about her do I want to blah 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 how do I get the next gig or what's going on with my next joke so to your question no I don't see people as two heroes I'm just right. like Nori Davis comedian you know so you feel like you're competing for attention though when you go out with your daughter oh Everyone's yeah I mean, look at your we're daughter talking all... about her the whole damn time we have I mean, to I, exactly that's what kids do it's like oh fuck your life man you got a child let's talk about that <laughs> you know unless I got to do something greater than her being born right like uh win an oscar or something i don't know be in a movie to where you're like oh let's promote your movie that's right, better right. than life <laughs> well we'll get back to parenthood because i do want to hear about no it here more. no here but let's go no let's, let's do no let's do a little t- let's talk about home game let's talk about your comedy album uh, i was just joking um, guy i don't no, want you guys to think i really care i, I, I no, talk about my daughter all day it's hilarious of course your daughter's amazing yeah, and I you love her. her very very much uh and we'll get back to that but i do want to talk about comedy uh so you have your first comedy album where did you record it at Comic Strip Live. The Comic Strip Live in New York City, Upper East Side. And this was sort of your home, uh, your your home club, right? Yes, home club, home games, hence the title that, 
you know, because, you know, we've been on the road and mm-hmm. I just feel like they're all away games. You're just c- convincing people that you're funny, you're funny, you're funny. So right. this is a time to do a date, to do a recording when you invite all your fans and your friends and everybody to come out. And then you just have one of those victorious wins. And your com- <laughs> your comedy is it's uh, it's amazing. It's a, it's very um, I guess it's I, I want to say therapeutic. Oh, does that make sense? It's very uh, biographical. And you, you yes. discuss things in a, uh, you have length. Yes. You don't do one-liners. You have, you give yourself a lot of breath. And I think that lets the audience feel as if they really get to know you. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, because I, I can only talk about things that I lived. And I'm not really much of a one-liner. Like, I do like to put jokes within those stories. Right. Because we're here for jokes, you right. know? Instead of just like, oh, my family's crazy, y'all. Shit, this one time... Oh, I got spanked, and I was like, Lord, why would you spank me? Like, there's no mm-hmm. joke there. So right. I would just, like, I, I do, I don't do that, but I just like to put jokes within the stories, and it's definitely autobiographical and also a l- definitely observation and right. maybe a little touch on politics and realness in there and uh, stuff that just just I want to talk talk about that I yeah. hope people want to talk about. What give was, them a ride, you know? Of, of, absolutely, and you give them a great ride at Thanks, that. Crystal. People should be, uh, you know, punching tickets before they go see you perform as if they're about to ride the cyclone <laughs> in Coney Island. Kiss is a very funny community, too. I hope you guys know um, that, man. They I know it. Wa- they know love, it. Okay, I love watching Kiss. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what, it, was there a bit that you finally came to because I used to do well, I still do it I, I tell a story about ba- borderline child abuse that occurred at a basketball camp yeah. um, uh, I to hear that one it's a wonderful little okay. it's a wonderful little tale I'll come catch a show um, is there something that you um, finally got to that you weren't discussing before and uh, you know you just thought about you know a past experience and you finally put it on stage and it ended up working and you felt immense relief yeah yeah talking about uh, my transgender brother Okay. about that and where he would um no is this an older brother or a younger, younger younger brother, brother five years younger than me and talking about the experience of growing up with a transgender brother well gay gay then butch which is still gay then uh lesbian then transgender right then straight you know straight male and it's like that whole transition where it was just like Wow, <laughs> it was yeah. it was wow. So everything with the whole Caitlyn Jenner, and I was like, oh, I I lived that already. Right. I did that like a couple years ago, you know, mm-hmm. where the family doesn't know how to accept you. Like my dad kind of still doesn't, but mom does. Everybody's on board on my mom's side. Uh, so it was I was playing that middleman with him, right? And so I was just trying to figure out how do I bring this to the stage, like something so progressive and new to where people never experienced it so it has to be something where they just have to sit back and like you let us know how we're supposed to laugh at that right <laughs> you know it's so, very yeah I mean, <laughs> going back to what we were talking about with the birth of a child you watch it grow up you watch the different phases of uh, the different levels yeah. of, of life you almost have a rebirth situation where they realize that they're transgendered and then it takes it's a long process to finally get to the new life yeah to a new life to who they are who they want who they want to be and who they really really are at their heart and then yeah. having everybody around them fall suit you know so i love them just like the way they want to be you know exactly uh you know i have two gay older brothers my parents are very evangelical so i always Mm. felt it was my role as well to be that bridge in the family exactly i was definitely i was definitely the bridge just like you say and uh bridging the gap between that 
uh, him and the family. And uh, everything's good now. And then also, like, doing my own career. And so then I was like, I have to, like, try to figure out how to talk this on stage, like, what transgender right. is and how it makes me feel and try not to sound homophobic or let them let the audience think I sound homophobic. Right. Then you're like, well, fuck the audience. <laughs> you know, because yeah. like, you're really, like, spoon-feeding them, like, this information. They're like, I never, ever experienced this. And you have to get used to the whole, um, used to their shocked reaction right you know you know how like you do a joke and you're like oh that's like, are they gonna laugh at this or that or why do they laugh at that or i don't like how they laugh at that you right. know <laughs> so um, i gotta fix it and as an older brother you have somebody uh you know younger than you who obviously as an older sibling you want to protect them as yeah. much as you beat them up on a daily basis i'm still very upset with my oldest brother <laughs> you know consistently abusive oh man and then my middle brother like he playful was, abusive or it just was like, physical, physical abuse oh god oh my taller than you same height are he's we? six foot eleven he wears a dress <laughs> He's oh, not trans. He's a oh, cross-dresser. He's a cross-dresser? Okay. Um, yes. So he didn't quite uh, He didn't quite go through the whole process. Process, yeah. So he, now did your, um, what's the name of your brother? Khalil. Khalil. So when when he was coming up, did you, was he, did you feel like he was different? Did kids treat him differently? How did, did you, did you find yourself in a position of constantly protecting him yet feeling confused at the same time? Just like, protecting him within the family. Like his friends, he, he would like hang out with all the gay kids and everything. Right. So everything, like, so he was fine with that. It was just like the family and my mom and my dad really trying to like, all right, look, smooth it over with that. And he can have that family support. Uh, I mean, you, you should see his prom picture. It was great. It was like him as a, you know, when he was a girl in heels but like very butch right like he had like a nice blue prom dress and his part and his uh prom date was this very 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 light white looking gay guy yeah <laughs> but that was the guy and then my mom was just so blind to it like like this right. couple's definitely just doing it so my mom could be happy and me and my aunt just like you see this shit this is like <laughs> they, so two of these things don't go together you know like it's just like come on ma she's like no they look so cute together yeah right. really really all right you, you know it, to your uh father's i you know i under to understand your father though it must be confusing i yeah. mean now you have a daughter now if she wanted to become a man later on you 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 obviously are i she has no ability to self-identify yeah, at this age so you exactly. are identifying her as a girl you yeah, don't know that yeah. she's you don't know what she is so you just assume probably just a straight She's a girl. No, she girl. loves she loves dresses, everything like that. I mean, but my mom said the same thing about to me about my brother, where he was uh, like dress, dress, but like sometimes he would wear a dress. My mom said when he was little, then didn't definitely didn't like it. But yeah. my daughter loves dress and all that. But even so, she does the transition. Uh, she wants to transition. She wants to be gay. Whatever. It's her right. life. You know, it's her life at that point. I'm I'm a modern father. I don't give a fuck. Just leave me alone. Right. And how much does it cost? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. How much does it cost? And oh, I love my. you, and I got your back. I think uh, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, right. But when we have, you know, I, we're eighties baby. We got the old school parents where they've been on this yes. earth for over 70, uh, 60, 70 years. Right. They're setting their ways. You really mm -hmm. can't change that. They're just like, no, I've for sixty years. This is what I've been doing. That's what I believe, and that's it. And I will right. not change. Really, I will never update my software. This is it. I will, right. iOS, iOS one, forever. Right. <laughs> Do I, mean, you, I mean, you mentioned software. I do wonder if the, um, you know, because of technology, because of social media, because we have so much more of an open window, 
uh, two people who have different lifestyles. It's no longer this mysterious yeah. world of like, I wonder what trans people, they must have poo-poo parties yeah, every yeah, yeah. night. <laughs> it's like, no, in reality, they're a lawyer. Exactly. They're and a they lawyer, have, they're a politician. They're they're all right. around us. They're great actors, actresses, you know. They're all around us. So it's just, but uh, you, you, only, you only know what you're exposed to and they're really not that much in the limelight except for like the front runners was Laura Cox and uh, now Caitlyn Jenner. So that's- What do you think about Caitlyn Jenner? I have a major miss- uh, I'm very conflicted because she was the first transgender person to come out and make $500 million and get glorified. You know, yeah. people talk about her being a hero. Your sister, uh, brother, uh, rather. Sisbro. Sisbro. Yeah, I used to um, call him Sisbro. He's the hero. Yeah, He's basically. not making any money. If That's anything, right. this has made his life more difficult than it definitely had to be. I know, and the same thing where he, and that's where we talk about, where I'm starting to like dab into that where... It's all about um, a financial thing with transitioning because it's very expensive. Right. And you also have to find the insurance that can cover that because there's a lot of right. hoop, loopholes there that will cover your um, your genetics and will cover your chest. And like we, uh, my brother get, did get that covered, so he mm. got his chest removed. That was great. But with Jenner, it's just like, oh, I'm rich. Done. Woman. Done. Over. Look, how, look right. how fabulous I am. And there's a lot of trans people out there that struggle with trying to really uh, – I guess what, fix their body or really be the person that that, that they, they feel comfortable in their own body. Oh, that yeah. They are. Like in spirit, they're like, or like physically and mentally, they're like, I am a woman. Mm-hmm. But do not have the financial help or doctors or insurance that can help them make them feel loving and comfortable in their own skin. Right. And that's the real story out there. So no. a, lot of, a lot of trans people do not look up to Caitlyn Jenner or like, oh, Laura Cox is cool. She looks dope. But <laughs> it's like because she's an actress because she came from the bottom and, you right. know, she worked and and then she's a great successful actress. But right. like Caitlyn Jenner is just like, uh, you know. And what's Laura Cox in right now? Uh, Orange is a- New Black. Orange, Orange is the is new, new black. black. That's yeah, right. Orange is new black. So that's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh, people who are transgendered, they've been forced if they if they're a man who uh, feels as if they're a woman, they've been forced to buffalo billet yeah. and tuck it between their yeah. legs <laughs> as if their dick is hiding from the Nazis and it's Anne Frank and it's just like <laughs> no one find me please. And then if you're uh, if you're a woman who wants to be a man, you you used to just have to. Uh, you know, wrap yourself up in ace bandages like I should do because yeah. I'm so goddamn flabby. If I want to, <laughs> you know, wear a shirt that's a little tight, and then go out and pretend. But yeah, in rea- but you don't have the opportunity to actually fulfill your dream. Yeah, and then you have to think about every- what everybody else is thinking. Like when they're right. walking down the street, and they're like, they're like, oh god, look, and they they give them those looks. So they, you know, some people even uh, lash out at them verbally, and it's it's bad, and they feel bad too. It's just it's sad, man. So that's one thing I feared for my brother when he transitioned. I was just like, ah, fuck, like the lesbian thing is. Cool. Cool, man. Just yeah. Just lick p- pussy forever, and you'll be alright. But now right. you want to transition to where I was scared to where how the world would take them in. You know, what I'm saying then mm-hmm. I have to deal with that. And plus, you're black, and you have sickle cell. He's the most diverse motherfucker I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you got everything against you, dude, man. Yeah, sickle cell. You're black. Now you're a black male. You was a woman. Then you black male, and you transition. So it's like I mean I Jesus. think at this point he's come full circle. He's like a unicorn. Yeah. You, you, you can't <laughs> kill that. He's a protected species. He's Cecil the lion. <laughs> he is a bald eagle. Yes. <laughs> he's a dangerous species. Yes, he is. Like it don't get no more diverse than him.
Right. More diverse than me, goddammit. Is the black culture still a little bit more hesitant to accept? Very. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very. It's not even talked about. It's like when I even talk about like in black clubs or black audience people, like they, they're like, they're, they look on like, oh, all right, but it's just like, you know. Right. Because we're all, they're all behind Christian and Jesus and right. the Bible and rah, rah, you know, that shit. I'm, I'm more of a spiritual dude, man. I'm just more about, hey, you happy, you ha- I'm happy. That's right. it. Um, so it, yeah, they really don't. They really don't back that up. But I, they, um, I talk about it, and that's just it's real life. And there's a lot of other families going out there, but they won't. They don't want to touch it. They're like, oh, right. don't talk about Uncle. Ch- you know, you know Uncle Charles. You know he cross dressing now. All right, well, shit. Look, man, just pass the potatoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. And like, that's, right. And that's the opposite of what you need to do to help them to feel comfortable and accept it. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So you think it's mostly based on religion? I've heard uh, you know some arguments be made that black men have been emasculated so many, uh, so much throughout the years, um, you know, because whites are terrified of their overall size and athletic mm-hmm. ability, and so there is some counter argument to them being like, you know, we've been so emasculated, so the idea of a feminine black dude is is, is upsetting, is more upsetting to them. Mm. Do you give any merit to that? I don't know, man. I I guess yeah, I guess so. I guess they would definitely see like that, but that's very close-minded of them. Right, of it's course. It's like it's really, it's really not about the whole race and everything. It's just about individual human being, regardless of race, sex, or gender, just living and being happy. Right. And why can't you just accept that? You know, it's just like they like to follow us in into this. Oh, we're all black going against white, and then it's like within the party, it's like, oh, you're gay, get away. You're not part of us because you know God doesn't like blah blah blah. So they just like to use a higher power to. When it's right. really self hate within themselves that they don't want to be associated with that type of person, you know, and yeah. it's it's a shame. So I hope I, they change. I mean, obviously the the evangelical community, a lot of religious people are very very uh, pro life. I mean, this was uh, you know with your child situation, this was sort of a this was I don't want to say <laughs> accident because nothing's on accident. You know, no, there's, yeah, it there's was always a yeah. it was a blessing. It was a blessing, but you know, it wasn't best, necessarily written in a calendar. Yeah, no, though. no, it was not. No, it was not. So the best, hey man, I guess the you know the the greatest mistakes could be your greatest accomplishment. <laughs> right. That's you know that's what she is and I talk about that. And I uh, I love it. I just say, "Hey, my my pullout game is not on fleek." But look, <laughs> it's uh got a great cuz like you know the you know this the the pre-ejaculation like right. this sp- I didn't ne- I never knew there was sperm in there like so I thought and, that was a myth too. That, right? Yeah. I, and then she I thought that was hand sanitizer. So she came in on that boat and what a fucking success story, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that is just like so fascinating to me that you just leave before the actual sperm. Like they 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 don't even have a chance. They're gonna die. Right. <laughs> They're gonna die. Yeah. But she's like, I'm gonna make it. I know my daddy. You know? It's uh so and but you know, there there was that pinnacle point in our relationship. This is the true story. The rest was like, you know, just juggling around. But there was that where she was like, Look, if if you don't want me to have this and I, I won't, you know, like she put it on me and I was just like, No, I think it's I think it's great. Fuck it. Let's yeah. let's go all in, you know? I mean that's But a I very... still think it's a woman's decision. Yeah, so I'm pro life, man. Pro life, pro pro whatever. It's a it's um It's a woman's decision. I should right. just shut the fuck up. No, no, you can talk I, about it. I dropped You're... it in I dropped it in them, so now it's no more my property. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. That's right, what right. I think. So they whatever a female feel like is right, they feel like the man will support them and they are financially ready 
to take care of the child, then go for it. If they're not, then they have an option not to do that. You're so, a 29-year-old comedian at this time. Obviously, now you're 32. But you were yeah. 29 when she got pregnant, um, working your ass off like all of us do, mm-hmm. and desperately trying to succeed in this almost borderline impossible uh, business to succeed in. Yeah. And your what girl- a challenge. Uh, it is a challenge. <laughs> and what, what else are we going to do? What we're else are we going to do? We're already dead anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all over, kids. We're it all going to die. We could die tomorrow. Nothing Just matters. Just try. Just try. <laughs> yeah, don't be scared of anything. That's my, right. My brother sent me a text message the other day. My brother, who is supposed to be the most successful person in the family, uh, and to some degree he makes a well, lot he's more a, money. But he's a crossdresser. Is no, he my the oldest dresser? brother the is oldest the crossdresser. Dresser. My nice. other brother is married to Don. He and uh, his husband live in um, ah. in Park Slope, a wonderful, oh, unbelievably uh, adorable couple. And, and they look down at you like, yeah, no, I'll, they, ring you, I'll ring you up later, Kissel. Hi. No. no. Hi, Ben. My, my brother <laughs> sent me a text being like, I wish I had your life. And I'm like, yeah, nerd. Yeah. You went to school. You have a double master's. Yeah, get the what is he? He's a uh, yeah. He works in he works in the medical field. Oh, he okay, does pharmaceuticals. yeah. Pharmaceuticals. I mean, great. You know. oh yeah, well, man, he's great. That's why he lives on Park. What Park Ave? You said uh, on well in Bergen in Cobble Hill in, in uh, off the Bergen stop here in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, okay. Um, if you I ever have a headache, he's just got a full jar of pills. Oh, so let man. me know what you need. Okay. All right. That's good. If your daughter <laughs> is driving you crazy, we got pills for that too. <laughs> Noted. So yes, I mean obviously this this is the dream life. We this is the only thing that we could do. Yeah. And now you have a situation where you obviously, like you were talking about earlier, you have competition. Yeah. You have competition for your time, for your uh, for for attention. Yeah. And uh, and you still went through with it, which I think is an unbelievably bold decision because, in my opinion, I'd be like. Let's never take an escalator again and just risk it on the stairs. <laughs> Constantly trying to put my girlfriend, if I ever ah, got one, you at are, risk. You really building up my life to like it's you accomplished the best shit ever. It's like, man, I just I just go I just try to be like more than my brother. Namaste, my nigga. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just go with the flow. I just right, go with right, the flow, right. you know. Yeah. So yeah, we did that, and um, you know, it's um, you're right. It is a lot of balancing the time, because then, then it's uh, then I have a girlfriend now, and then then there's comedy, then there's the baby, then the mother, of my child, make sure she's cool financially. So it's like I, and then my mom. I, I have so many women in my life. Like right, lot, women take a lot of time. They take a lot of time. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like you take a lot of time, and if one doesn't get more than the other. That one's going to be very pissed and very, and we'll let you know that they need a little bit more time <laughs> right, <laughs> of right, your right. time. And you're like, well, I got to take up more of my time. Yeah, because your time doesn't matter. Mine does. Right. <laughs> That's what you need to understand. Like, oh, oh, I'm not shit. Gotcha. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got to make you happy. I mean, so, I mean, so it, you were, were you calm the entire time? Did you, I mean, you must have had some moments of sheer freaking out. Oh, Just going wow. crazy. Good one. Good one. Um... No, I think I was more of in the disbelief, like, wow. yeah, whatever. You know, it's like having a dog, you know, or something like that, <laughs> whatever. And then the baby came that first year. I was like, oh, shit, got to keep this alive, you know, right. and this is just going to keep going. And that's still going to this day when she gets dropped off. I'm like, oh, look how big she got. And then learning and, um, and I'm like, wow, I, uh, teaching her what to do, how to say this. Polite, what was her first potty word? Train. Uh... I think it was mama, dada, something like that. I think it was both of them, mama, dada. Like oh, that. nice. I think, I think it was that. Her Thank mom would God. know that stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, whatever. I don't care about the first word. Please. Tell me when you get to like word one million when you <laughs> actually make sense. You know, when you actually have a point of view. Exactly. When you start to be a 
person, which was like couple, like probably like one and a half, which was great. She can walk by herself, right. walk next to me, more be more independent, and I love that. So now she's definitely more independent. Now she just wants more attention. Play with me, play with me. I'm like, no, go play with the kids. I'm too big. Go play, which which I'm not. But I'm like, go, you know, be social. I'm like, and she's like, no, I just want to be with you, you know. So she's so domesticated now. So trying to get her outside and yeah, uh, you know, be social with other kids. Maybe maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. Again, I'm just playing this level. I'm just playing yeah. this game because we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh my god, more. she's doing preschool this year. Holy so, shit! I mean, I think she'll just sit by the door and cry until right. one of us come pick her up. But yeah. who knows? Who it's not knows? on you. It's a you're, gamble. Yeah. Exactly. It's you're a gamble. Paying people to take care of her at that point, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that that's good though. You're you're sending her out to the world because I think a lot of parents are very sheltering of children, and then these uh, what that creates is a troll. Yeah, just an internet troll <laughs> who just sits there, and then he's an day. internet bully. That's <laughs> right. That's it. You don't want that bullshit, man. Yeah. So, uh, man, I gotta deal with all that shit too, man. Yeah, I'll let you know. I get to that level also. Right now, I'm just sitting here talking to you, and I'm having a great time. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best, man. It's These the best. Kids. Uh, yep. Any other, you talk to any comics about the kids? Not a lot of comedians that I know have children. Uh, um, so no, I mean, you know, literally, well, I have a kid. A kid. Yeah, a kid. Yeah. 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 And and no point are you planning on having another one soon. No. I hope you're not doing this uh, pullout thing anymore. <laughs> it's all butt with Nori. That should be the name of your next you album. It's all butt with Nori. It's all butt with Nori. Good yeah, man, God. I'm just such a risk taker, man. I don't give a fuck. That's my whole I thing. People talk about, oh, I don't do the butt. There's a perfectly <laughs> fine, non-productive <laughs> part of the body that that serves the exact same purpose. Oh, I am not going to butt. No, I cannot have sex back there, and the girl's face is just, uh, uh, I was like, oh, that's just turns me off man how dare you you give that you give that pleasure your pleasure to her pain no they don't they love it (laughs) i mean i I never did it i never had anal sex so i don't know what is wrong with you people mike you're the same they don't love it they they don't don't. know i've never had sex with a woman but i've seen (laughs) videos they can't get enough of the stuff oh you're going by the video i don't know isn't that normal well yeah if you hit maybe i think there's about 25 women in the world who love it and they're all in those videos there you go and they're all under the category anal and they're just like yeah it is angelic and you and you categorize every woman out here in the world like they love it ronda (laughs) rousey loves it oh god love ronda rousey (laughs) oh man she's great she's the best she is the great perfect People talking about how she looks too masculine. I think that's nonsense. No, man. She's beautiful, man. She's beautiful. Yeah. But they won't say that to her face. No, I wouldn't say no. anything. Yeah. I would no, I would just, yes, yes, ma'am. No, yeah. ma'am. You're beautiful. Oh, okay. Whatever you want me to tell you. She's a beautiful woman, man. And she's a, a strong fighter. Like, kind of like uh, Ali's daughter would do it. They oh, would yeah. Just, they would just come at you like a spider monkey. Mm-hmm. And you got to do something quick to calm that shit down. She just comes out so much energy. Like, you ever oh, see, like, uh, great. Like JV Smooth or any like high energy comics yes. come on stage, they just rah, 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 that's how she is, and she's like just coming at you hard. You gotta do, you gotta trip her or something. Like yeah. all right, calm down, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's square up. <laughs> but yeah, all her yeah, what they say, all her fights under thirty seconds or something. Under yeah, like I think 30, she's 40? had what seven fights or something yeah. for a total uh, total fight time of a minute and mm-hmm. twenty five seconds. It's a it's amazing. It's amazing. It's she's amazing. a phenom. What yeah. a great time though uh, to have a daughter. You know, you have the U.S. women's soccer team, which was the number one watched. soccer soccer match in the U.S. history, regardless of yeah. uh, men or women. Thank God, because yeah. we like winners in this country, and That's the men's it. team sucks. Oh, yeah. And just just have the women's team. That's it. And I think just women's soccer is more, women's soccer is more entertaining. 
I do than too. Men's soccer or men soccer. Period. Like women, just I don't know what it is, man. It's just like they. They just have so much uh, endurance, and they just running up and down the field, and like just take a couple breaths. <sighs> I'm good, and then Dude, they, it's, crazy. it's just and they they score. I guess they score more. Yeah, they do. They score more. Yeah, because they're they're just better. So we like scoring. We like scoring. We, and like, we scoring. like winners. Cause we watch men's soccer. We're like, what is, what's the score? Zero one. This and I was here for two, three hours watching this dumbass game. Right. Women's soccer is like four five six seven. You're like, right. oh, these bitches are scoring. Oh my <laughs> You're like, god. This is good. Exactly, Go! and the women, you know, they have something to prove, so they're not flopping. These yeah. guys are out there acting like WWE uh, yeah. performers, and it's just pathetic. Yeah, and you just see Beckham, and you're like, "Oh, he's so high." It's like, "Well, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching him for that." Right? Like, score a goddamn goal, man! Exactly. I want to <laughs> or show your wife. Maybe <laughs> make you, her stand up. Right, right, right. beautiful <laughs> this wife. Is boring. Yeah, posh, posh spice, yes. right? Posh spice, yes. Oh, Maybe man. if Beckham had a Lenny Kravitz moment where his dong just like flipped out in the middle of the field. No, this is something yeah, right. that I would watch just out of sheer spectacle. <laughs> Why everybody? So you like that, huh? I mean, I didn't give a shit. I thought it was very funny that he wore a cock ring for no reason, just to have <laughs> no, it a, a little a inflated. You know, yeah, just to have it. Oh, his dick is huge. Though. It's inflated Holy though. He had a seventy percent. It's not that big. Huge. Yes, it is. I was unimpressed. I was not impressed. Well, I didn't even see it. I'm not interested. It's fine. It's it's fine. But it was fluffed. The man's <laughs> a liar. <laughs> He's a great musician. Let's talk about that. No, his dick popped out. It's over. It's like no, it's not right, over. It's, it's like with Janet Jackson when she whipped out her nipple. Oh, it's it's like oh, Rhythm Nation just went out the window with that titty. Oh, that was <laughs> and that's all. See, that's what everybody talk about. <laughs> that was on purpose, and that was a great moment it in was. U.S. television history. It was so great, but embarrassing to her. She went to Dubai and married some Muslim dude. She's yeah. back now. Yeah, so. leave leave Janet alone. Leave yeah, Lenny right? alone. <laughs> Everyone has dicks and and b- vaginas yeah. and boobs. Dare yeah, I say man, it? Man, I get passionate. Shit, my my shirt lifts up a little bit. You see my belly button, my my gut. You know, it happens. Passion. Yeah. Right, Kessel? You take your shirt off? Never. I haven't <laughs> taken my shirt off in public in over 25 years. Not since I was nine years old. <laughs> so it's a hell of a time to have a daughter. She's going to have a wonderful life, um, and she's going to be a badass chick. Thank you, man. There's so many things she can do. It all depends on what she want to do. That's and great. If she don't want to go to college, and that's great for me. Yeah, saves you a lot of money. Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. by that time, you'll be, you know, ah, wealthy. Oh, stop. Wealthy stop. Nori Davis. Hopefully, I'll be working just like you, my brother. We're yeah, out dude. here working and grinding. Yep. That's Home it. game on iTunes. Five stars. Go get it, guys. Yes. Home game on iTunes. Five stars. Go get it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, check out Nori Davis's work. He's, he's phenomenal. Nori, is there a place? This will be out Monday, August, whatever, 8th. Ninth, something like that. August Today, Today's the eighth, oh. so not the eighth. Okay, so the tenth. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. August tenth. That's a uh, Monday. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'll be in LA that Wednesday to Saturday. So you guys in and blah blah blah. I can't fucking speak. I'll be in LA. I'll be doing uh, UCB Sunset. I'll be there on Thursday. You could definitely check out my website, noridavis.com. Check out my Twitter, my Instagram. I post my dates, and you can follow me there. And hope to guys see you around, man. See the Kissel awesome. team. Yes, dude. And support Kissel. He's great, man. 
Support Nori Davis. And, of course, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find Mike Coscarelli on Twitter at Mike Coscarelli. I'm at Ben Kissel. Are you just at Nori Davis? At M- Nori Davis, N-O-R-E, D-A-V-I-S. All right. And make sure to support Mike Coscarelli's podcast, Social Villains. Mike, how's the podcast network coming? It's actually, we have an announcement coming soon. Oh, wow. Coming uh, together. An announcement to Obama's make an announcement. Gonna, Obama's yeah. going to be on it? <laughs> no, I wish. Come on, We've man. reached out. We haven't gotten any. Oh, yeah. once, once Mark Maron got it, man, that's it. Everybody <laughs> yeah. can get it now. Mark yeah. Maron's going to be number one forever How cool because is of that. that Fucking president, this, come on, man! You can He's get, very you, cool. can, you can probably get, you could probably if if Obama's doing, if presidents set the bar to start doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you're. I'll reach you, out. Reach out to Hillary. Hey, I have a couple. Oh, don't reach out to Hillary. Come on, get Hillary, Mike. You gotta be nice if I get Hillary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and check out my yeah. other podcast on Cave Comedy Radio. Abe Lincoln's top hat, the last podcast on the left, and the Round Table of Gentlemen. Um, all right, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.